Hello and welcome to the smartest guy I know. A podcast brought to you by Anchor. Go to anchor.fm for all your podcast needs. Also, an endorsed artist of the Mountain Artist Democracy Entertainment Club. Endorsing all manners of artists from uh, musical artists, visual artists, filmmakers, content creators. Even the mime. Thank you very much. We'll get started today. And all right, we've uh, back with Skitter with us tonight. Yeah. And of course he is. And uh, we'll get started for tonight, guys. We're going to kind of play it fast and loose with it this evening. Uh, like well, Skinner, you have uh, brought a guest that you could introduce to us tonight, and then well, he's probably not going to say much until later on the ca- later on the broadcast when we got a little uh, surprise for everybody. Yes, I have Mr. Breeder, the Mountain Artist Democracy Hillbilly Crew Vice President, the National PR Officer, and the bass player for my band, Hangman's Ghost. I only deserve like half that intro. It's well, okay. It was worth it. Welcome, okay. Breeder. <coughs> So uh, we're going to get started here, and uh, I really don't have a whole lot of, uh, well, guess what? No Ancient Alien update this week. Yes! Thank you! I'm doing some research on this subject, and we will have a report later on the week. Maybe just a special episode itself, just on Ancient Aliens. I will not be here. I will. (laughs) Breeder consider that. All right. That's stupid. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. Got a cough. Got a cold. Beautiful. Well, you're still as ugly as always. Well, no, Breeder said I'm beautiful, so it's okay. No, he no said it's he's talking about me. He said he. Oh. He asked me how I was doing. I was just, oh, just right. That's how podcasts work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Breeder, what do you think a podcast with a mime would be like? One-sided? A little one-sided. But It'd be kind of like this. <laughs> Oh, there's a wall there. Man, that's a strong wind. Pull on that rope. Wow. <laughs> well, we're trying to get the sound quality a little better this week. I, I've been sounding a little rough lately, and I guess I just didn't know what I was doing. So, well, we live and learn. Curve. We live and learn. <laughs> and and as I've always said, if you don't like it, turn it off. Cause I really don't care. Kind of like the pizza guy. Yeah. Curve. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you were having experience getting a pizza guy to deliver a pizza to you. So that's. A, Kudos to beep, Pizza in Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For their no-driving drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, let's go see what else we got on for tonight. I've got a couple deep subjects I want to bring up. And uh, we're going to start off by... Uh, How deep are they? Hmm? <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, you said you had deep subjects. See, so I just threw that back in your court, so you got to come up with something, because I didn't have a right response deep. to it. Now, are they, like, like, sewer tank deep, or, like, the gutter? Um, or the gutter deep? <laughs> or are they, like, scratch the surface? Maybe. Deep thoughts? Deep thoughts. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, at least you're trying to fill time. And we just sound like a couple of babbling morons. Hell yes. See, that's what a podcast is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... I've had a couple uh, feedback from some listeners. This time I have had one who says, um, don't do the ancient alien update anymore because he believes that stuff. And then, of course, I had to proceed to make fun of him. And then I had another one who said that I I need to do it more and that I need to add theme music to it. And I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) 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 Neither one. I don't know. I just think it's all crazy. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is what it is. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting some feedback. We're up to, we kept 351 listens on Anchor this week. For last uh, week's episode? No, 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 no. For, total. for total. We're that. at uh, uh, probably 25, 26 listens for last week's episode alone. It's not in the top three, but it wasn't bad. Uh, I don't know if we're losing listeners or people are just not interested If we're losing anymore. listeners, it's not my fault. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Well, we haven't done, in any of them, we haven't done as well as we did the first episode. The first episode was the best. Of course, and, everybody uh, listens to the first one and then shuts it off and doesn't listen anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just Bill rambling about things and they, get, they don't get to the funny stuff. So. Actually, I like that episode. I really did. I got a little teary eyed. I oh, like yeah. that episode. Well, 
I, we have definitely veered off from my original purpose for this podcast, uh, but that's not saying it's a bad thing. We can a porpoise? A porpoise? Porpoise. Yeah, <laughs> Wow. Everything Wait, that's not. That's not. <laughs> I'm an animal. <laughs> Every, an animal. Everything must grow and change. Well, and okay, we are now no longer smoke free in the, in the studio tonight. Shoot. Yeah, light them up. I think I will. And, Hooray uh, for tobacco. Right, right. Hooray for tobacco. <laughs> Even though I do need to quit. I really do. My cardiologist said so. And so my regular doctor. So. What does he know? Oh, yeah. Well, he apparently knows what the inside of my heart looks like now. <laughs> they just stuck two stents in it a couple weeks ago, so I know what it looks for me inside. So, he seen me inside out. The only guy, <laughs> the only guy ever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no, I had a I had a urologist go with a camera somewhere you don't want to go so one time. So it's number two. So you've been looked at at both ends. Yeah. Then. Right. Well, I'm Closely still I'm still waiting for the I'm still waiting for the. The colonoscopy that I have to get done. So, what he hasn't called you back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The funny thing is, they described when they were going to do when they're going to do the uh, the uh, camera into my bladder. They of course go through your urethra, and you know we all know what that is. Yeah, Hank, you got a narrow urethra. (laughs) So. (laughs) And uh, they said, "Well, it's the camera's about the size of a cigarette." A little bit smaller than a pencil, a little bit bigger. And I was like, and they said, it's about 12 inches long. And I honestly looked at the nurse and said, what are you going to do with the other nine inches? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so, I'm so frightened of a cigarette-sized camera going in my urethra that I may turn any instead of outy. Well, when they look at you, you're like, we're going to have to coax that thing out to get this camera in. Fair. Come here. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. Don't be scared. That's a, that's a really uncomfortable thing. Let's see that. That was a couple of years back. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything you have anything new for the for the podcast this week other than what's coming up this afternoon? Not really last afternoon. This afternoon. Later, later on. Afternoon. Later on in the podcast. Man, uh, I'm just not talking right tonight. It's okay. Do I have anything new? Anything interesting or unusual happened in the world of dog copping this week? I can discuss it. Okay, anything you can discuss about that? Uh, Not really. It's top secret? <laughs> no, top it's in the court system. Oh. Yeah, he uh, can't discuss anything pending. I just want people to know that our adoption rate at the Putnam County Animal Shelter is super, super high right now, guys. We are like rocking since like September 2019. Yeah, you've got like a really high adoption rate. If you come to the Animal Shelter and we only have like two, three, four dogs and like one cat or no cats, we're not taking them out. We're adopting these animals. Yep. We're doing the best that we can, and we're adopting them. So quit your bullcrap post about what we're doing with them, because these animals are finding homes. Yes, they are. We are doing our jobs. Now, that's it. That's all i got to do. Well, when I, However, worked, when I worked that Friday uh, before Christmas, the, I mean, there was, or whenever it was right before Christmas, I was there. I can't remember what day it was. Day before Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah, it was December 19th. Oh, uh, whenever it was. Well, well, we uh, I remember that. adopted four out that day yeah. while I was there, and there was only eight dogs in the building that were available for adoption. Well, th- this and past, half of them this left past that Saturday. Day. This past Saturday, That's we killing. had five dogs Saturday morning. The boss took three to an adoption event. That leaves two dogs in the shelter. Lady comes in, sees two dogs, goes home, and decides to criticize us on Facebook. Aww. But as Bob Barker and Drew Carey say, please, spay and neuter your pet. Staying near to your pet. It works. It I does. really think it's part of why our adoptions are, are, are up and our, our stray intake is, is low. Right. People are actually doing what, doing they're, what supposed they're supposed to do when they're not out and breeding they don't want me coming to their house. rampantly. Yeah. I'm dog cop. Right. It makes no difference. But well, I, I heard a, something in the uh, oh, in the grapevine <laughs> that you were called earlier uh, this week. and uh, it was Your your official title has been changed to... um. Feline 5-0? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it was, Jesus? That stupid mutt, Shardy, decided to uh, call me Feline 5-0. Feline 5-0. So there That's you go. Dog That's all right. We do not own the rights to that. Him. Just add a couple. Hey, Hey. 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 But isn't it like the law if you pay less than 30 seconds, you're okay? Uh, 
I really That's don't true. know. I don't understand. I think 30, over 30 seconds makes you know, it it's, it's copyright. The, it's the podcasting world, and I'm not really sure that the FCC or anybody is going to worry about me. If the, FC, if the FCC listens to the podcast, wow. Yeah, there's a lot more people going down way before me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bye, Joe. Joe Rogan, you'll be missed. Not to mention my <laughs> own son's podcast from a couple of weeks ago that had... How many F-bombs dropped in it? 300 and some F-bombs. 393, I think it was. You didn't listen to that episode? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Creature was on there. Shout out to Creature. Oh, that's Shout awful. out to J-Bomb and Putty. J-Bomb and Putty. J-Bomb and Putty Save the Planet. Yeah. Also another uh, Mountain Artist Democracy endorsed podcast. Whoa, whoa. But yeah, there was like 300 and some odd F-bombs dropped. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, it was awesome. I, I have tried to listen to J-Bomb and Putty Save the Planet while I'm working, but... I laugh too much and it's, I lose function. All function <laughs> well, goes out you, the window. You, like I said, you, you work for a particular delivery company. Yeah. And and you're in and out of the, your, your vehicle. So it would be, unless you got it in earbuds, it would be kind of hard to stay focused and be able it to get is. caught up. Yeah, and we're not allowed to wear earbuds. So delivery drivers don't wear earbuds. Oh, wow. So. Oh, really? Why is well, that? Well, how, so how can they, and when they're you. supposed to go hands-free to be in the vehicle? Delivery drivers don't wear earbuds. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, because we are, we are, um, we, you know, have a, recommended to have a Bluetooth device in the vehicle. That right. we, that when we do, because uh, I travel. Company policy is that we don't talk on the phone, we don't answer the phone. That's a good idea. I mean, it keeps it safe. Yeah. That's a good idea. I wish I was required to have a blue tick in my phone, in my car. A blue tick? Blue tick. Blue tick. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'd rather listen to this that was podcast. A horrible, <laughs> that was a horrible nice. reach for that pun. It was. It was that, a as my reach. wife says, honey, your dad jokes are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got some yeah, they're, they're, they're horrible they're to go from Bluetooth to Blue Tick because of the dog reference. I think you should go back to the feline 5-0. Because he's a feline. That's all right. Shardy's got, I've got, I hired, I hired a gun. Yeah. I hired yeah. a gun for Shardy. <laughs> he's, he's actually in hiding. I haven't seen anything disturbed. He hasn't been in the computer lately. I did step in a pile of shark coming in, so I think it was his. That was probably Maggie's. She, she lays some massive bombs in the yard. It's like walking through a minefield out there. <laughs> a minefield? Not, yeah, <laughs> a minefield. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bunch of striped shirt wearing Frenchmen who don't speak in my yard. Shut up. <laughs> So how could you hear? I mean, could you hear them? Yeah. They just squish. Is the yeah. way they squish? That's why they. I squish. had to put a squeaky toy in one until you still on the ground. Well, this is way off. This has gone way off anything you thought. <laughs> See, this is great. All right, all right. So, this so is you have some deep, deep. I, I have a couple things. A couple things I want to get into. Uh, first of all, thank the good Lord above. Daylight savings time is back. I am. I have severe seasonal depression when it comes to. When it's more dark than it is light, and it, it, it really drags me down. So when we have more daylight during working hours, I'm a lot better off. Uh, uh, very thankful we've had some sun the last couple of days that can actually get some, you feel like you're re-energized and the spring is not too far away. I'm one of those people that right around Christmas, around the 21st, 22nd of December, I'm like, well, longest day of the year. We're halfway out of the dark. And I look at, you know, because my wife was born on the longest day of the year, 21st of uh, June is the first day of summer, yeah. and it's the longest day of the year, and uh, uh, I'm really thankful for that because I get really down when it's dark and depressing right. and cold and, 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 you know, dreary and things like that. And I know we've needed snow, and we really do need a real winter. We haven't had much of a winter, but, man, for my mood and what it does for me, it Season- helps me out a lot. Seasonal depression is real, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and my wife were talking about that yesterday and uh in alaska where you know three months out of the year it's kind of twilight dark yeah, it's daylight all the yeah time. there suicide doubles yeah yeah well, doubles i looked it up there's no doubles. light yeah no light switch you can't turn Man, anything off there was i mean that's a real problem um who had a film was it robin williams had a film about that or someone had a had a film that they had went up there, so I can't remember who it was, I'm, I'm not back sure. in the late 90s, early 2000s, about a uh, about being in Alaska and it being daylight all the time and it affecting their, it ended up being some psychological thriller. Yeah. Because it does mess with people. You know, seasonal depression it's, is really, really bad. It's, it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, like I said, thankful we're, you, do you have something to say about that? Well, oh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm cool either way. I, I like the dark, so it doesn't bother me. It gets dark early. But... 
Is it really worth spending taxpayers' money in our state capital to discuss and pass a stupid law or a bill or whatever it is to make daylight saving time or whatever it is, stupid crap, official all year long? Why spend my tax money? Why? I'm done. It's political. I'm done. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to stay off that. Yeah, we we, oh, good. We, we we try to stay away from political hot points here because I may unleash political hot points, unleash the wrath, and uh, we we almost uh, a couple weeks ago flipped this thing completely upside down and I just go on a tirade, and uh, <laughs> don't limbo on my, us, my my co-host. Oh. Hey, I have a golden microphone. There's a reason for that. <laughs> you know, I would only love that it would say EIB across the side of it. once again. Twelve inch scope. Twelve inch scope. Yeah, yeah. This this is the man who's on a on a two dollar podcast talking on a three hundred dollar mic with style. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So what's your? Other, I mean, I, I I can I understand the seasonal depression thing. Uh, trust me, I do. You do. Dude, when the time when the time rolls back in the fall, it destroys me. I mean, and I get it, but I just you know, like I said, not to get political. I just think it's a bunch of crap. I don't care. I live life to the fullest, whether it's daylight or dark. Buddy, that's all they want to do is more government everything. Stop it. I'll get started. Stop it. You want to talk about government overreach? No. no. We'll get into it here in a minute because no. I'm about to lay something down on it. Random fact, you know who was the first one to come up with a concept? Of I think it was Teddy Roosevelt, wasn't it? It was uh, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Well, he actually came up with the idea. What of, a jack. I can't remember who. I used to know. It's one of those things where if I would sit and thought for a minute, it would come yeah. up. So, so you were kind of like a head full of useless knowledge too, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I know you're devil. I'm an amateur expert at everything. We're going to have to get you a little closer to the mic. Get it about two fists away from your face. (laughs) He said two fists. (laughs) He's not going to cut that out either. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're in a red You get that far away, it's got a real hollow sound to it. Yeah. So that's why I've got this. All right. Is there anybody? (coughs) Well. I've been watching and listening to something recently. I got uh, I got kind of hooked up on and back in the day and years ago. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. That was my first pod. That was the podcast with Jim and Bones. Back in the day. Okay, was it the good old days? I didn't say good old days. No, what? But was it the good old days? Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> there are no such things. I don't as remember. Old days. There we go. <laughs> I'm not so sure there was Somebody good old days. Somebody said that to me the other day, and I literally said, "How good." Were those days? We we live in some of the most technologically advanced times ever. We actually have to right. because we can't go it's back. Glass age, but, so what's now? It goes back to that point: is those times weren't good. That's fair. Anyways. Some things. Great Depression. No, no, Are not you tell me that was a good old days. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had polio, less to worry about. Polio, <laughs> things like that. You know. I mean, I'm, what the, I'm going to go to one about the year is was created. I've been listening to another podcast bill. because I believe that. You know, that's what they're there for. We should all listen to more podcasts. I think Absolutely. It's, it's really the way, it's the only true form of free expression left. It's back to the future. Free speech and... I mean, you can't, you can say whatever you want and reach <coughs> the audience that you want. And if they like what you're saying, they'll stick around. If they don't like what you're saying, they'll turn it off. Now, are they going to get on social media and rag on you? Probably. And I don't care. Because I don't make this for them. I make this for me. And I've got buddies that enjoy it. And I've got buddies that are like, eh. I was like, okay, then don't listen to it. And I'm on it to make fun of Bill. (laughs) But I have a great time doing it. And you're on it because you have nothing better to do. I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter. Okay. And a room full of beautiful guitars. Don't even pull that. Honda. And you're still here. What the hell? (laughs) Bob Saget. (laughs) Bob Saget. Pat (laughs) Sajak. Alex Trebek. We got one. All right. But uh, I've been listening to the Dale Jr. download. Dude, I catch part of it. On Facebook. Okay, I have, yeah. yet, I have yet to actually right, like listen yeah. to the, the podcast. Oh yeah, I, I catch it on YouTube, and I, I don't. I mean, a couple of them I've listened to the whole the whole yeah. podcast one episode, but a bunch of them I've listened to like 10, 15, 20 minute. Yeah, clips that's of. what I've got too. And it's really cool, but and 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 because it's actually helped me as a fan. And if anybody knows me, and and I'm going to actually back up all the way to nineteen eighty nine. Uh, Wait, 1980, dinosaurs 19- the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some did. Some did. 
there were still a few of them around then. I was alive. Come on, man. Okay. Um, but I, I had got my first job at a local hardware store in Illinois, and I we had we had grew up knowing knowing cars and being around cars all our life with our dad, and even dad had a dirt track car. Well, he worked on a dirt track car with my cousin. And a couple other guys on 18 Mile Creek, but Dad was always just a ranch. He never and drove. And cousin was That's the cool. cousin uncle. The yeah, cousin yeah, uncle. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you know, but NASCAR, as far as being a huge part of our lives, we would watch the 500. I can remember watching the first flag-to-flag coverage of a NASCAR race of the Daytona 500 in 1979. Right That's the one with the big fight between yeah, between hell yeah. Donnie Allison and Kel Yarborough, and Petty won it, and all that Do stuff. You know the good thing about that date, that, that 500. What's that? Born like a month year. before that. Yeah, like a month. So before they were actually like celebrating me. I saw, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, it was also uh, <laughs> it was also the man, Dale Earnhardt's first rookie Daytona year. 500 and his rookie year. Um, I can't remember where he finished, but it wasn't great. But he was in it. But I remember the car. I remember the blue and yellow paint job that he drove. But I didn't ever put any significance to it growing up. You know, dad, our dad never really liked Richard Petty because he thought he ruined the sport by bringing co- corporate sponsorship in. And he thought that it should have been more individual drivers. Like Boy, was sport. he right. He kind of, it was Look because that was the yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really was. Man. I mean, I, you know, yeah, the King, seven championships, 200 victories, brought a lot to the sport. But he also raced like 150 races a year. Two or three of his victories in NASCAR, of his 200 victories, are at Ona Speedway. Yep. No shit. Yeah. 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 And Sweet. Oh. But yeah, it's, I mean, he got it, he got him from Otis Speedway. So, uh, you know, I, I, can you add some credence to that? That's a big deal. But no, that was guys who raced every day of the weekend. They started on a Friday night race, they did a Saturday night race, they did a Sunday day race. Because they, tra- and they traveled between tracks to get these races. And then we were, oh no, it was obviously a Wednesday race. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it was, a, it was a big deal back in the day, I guess. I mean, and it's, it's getting to be a big deal now. There's a lot of race teams back down there again. Mm-hmm. They're racing every weekend. Um, pretty hardcore. I've got a buddy who's actually got a couple cars he's running down there now. His daughter's running a car. Huh? He actually had two guys. Yeah, I actually got two, two of them, buddies. Oh, yeah, Kim Calster and uh, Chris Chipman. Yeah. And then Lexi's driving her own car. She's got, I'm not sure what they call it now. It used to be called the old hobby stock class where you... Basically a four-cylinder front-wheel yeah. drive. It used to be a four-cylinder rear-wheel drive. Yeah. But uh, they're doing well down there and, and got some race teams going. That's cool. That's awesome. But we were drag race kids. My dad was all about how fast you can go to quarter mile. And we watched drag racing on television. You know, you watch the qualifying rounds on Saturday and Sunday you watch the final. You know, and that's Kenny Bernstein uh, and, and John Force's beginning of his career when we were young and all the way up through, you know, um, I mean, Don the Snake Perdome, those kind of guys back okay. in the day. Well, in 1989, when I started this job, I worked with a lady named Sandy. And Sandy's family were massive Earnhardt fans. And they kept talking about NASCAR and talking about NASCAR and talking about NASCAR. And I said, yeah, I know who these people are. I just don't watch it much. I always watch the 500 right. every year. So I got to know who some of the names were. Mm-hmm. And you always, of course, we always made fun of names like Lake Speed and Dick Trickle and mm-hmm. you know guys Absolutely. who had weird names growing up. But the Earnhardt name was always there. Well, I had not realized between the 87 and 88 year that the man went from a blue and gold car to the black number three. And she was a huge Earnhardt fan, and she always was when he was racing. And I got hooked within six, eight months of Sandy really just talking about it and and things like that. And since then, and and I would get to the point to where I would watch every race I could. I would listen to it on the radio. I followed everything when you know when when um, NASCAR.com first came up on on the internet early night well mid 90s was one of the, you know was launched I was on it every day checking stats checking stuff that I could because they offered a lot of cool things it was a nice website back in the time and then 2001 happened mm. and February 2001 was like to me like a lot of Elvis fans back in back in when Elvis passed away was the end of a lot of things because by that time from 1989 to 2001 I had I wouldn't call it an obsession but I had become a super fan and I even bought like his hunting videos with the real tree team <laughs> cool. all this stuff and I, I've still got some of them somewhere I've got a collection of of Earnhardt stuff that is years old 
And um, but I was listening to Dale talking, Dale Jr. talking on his podcast about different things about the man and different people he brought in. He brought in um, uh, Dave Marcus, and he brought in Harry Gant, and he brought in Rusty Wallace, and all these people he's had just, on his podcast. Just the history. Yeah, just the and history. And not just about his dad. No, no. But the history about the sport. About the sport itself. That you get from that podcast mm-hmm. is is so awesome. Like I said, I get like you said, 10, 15 minute segments. And, you know, I've yet to actually listen to the full podcast. But it's really, really cool because there's aspects of it that, you know, that you don't ever, like, you don't ever hear. Right, right. And, he's, and they'll bring in other, he'll bring in legends, you know, guys that are retired and, and you know, like Rusty and, and uh, Daryl Waltrip and stuff like that. And they'll talk, tell their stories, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. <coughs> and it's, it's, it's a really, and, like, the way it's produced is really, really good. It's hilarious. Well, and another, but my point of this, besides this, the history of it too, is that Dale Jr. carried the sport on his shoulders for almost 18 years, about 16 years until he retired. He carried the weight of the sport because of his name. And yes, he's a good driver. Uh, is he the greatest driver to ever get in a car? He'll say he wasn't, and he admits it. Now, he had some injuries that caused him to quit, and he had to get out of it, and he's done back a couple of little races here and there. But this man had the shoulder the name of one of the top two legends ever in the history of the sport. Yeah. I mean, you're looking you're looking at three, as far as championships, to this current date, you're looking at three people that have seven championships. Right, right. And one of them is your father. Yeah. I mean. How do you it, deal with that? Yeah, that, that, you know, tragically passed away at the biggest race on the last lap with his Blocking for you and your teammate. for your team, his team. Yeah. His son and one of his best friends. That's yeah. heavy, man. Yeah. I mean, all that is, and, and I don't care what they say. So I, you know, we, I was, I was a senior fan, and went to a junior fan, and and you're right. You know, he had. It, it's like the weight of the world was was on he him, did. and anything that he done, you know, he tried to clean up his act, which I don't think was good. I think his attitude, because he almost had that new age version of his dad. Yeah, and when he tried, because everybody was cracking down on him, and he tried to clean up his act, he just kind of gave in. Well, and and this is where I'm going to go with that. I'm not an expert on anything NASCAR. I'm not an expert on anything. I, I know where have you uh, heard that? I know a little bit of stuff about a lot of stuff, and uh, I know a lot about nothing. But Agreed. what I'm saying is, is that NASCAR changed when when Senior died. And they've scrambled to make it a safer sport because they don't want legends dying in the cars anymore. Um, you got to see Ryan, Ryan Newman's Newman. wreck and him coming out of it alive, let alone... 48 not. hours later was out of the hospital, and he was literally outside of the car when it flipped. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. you got to say that that's pretty amazing. But viewership and fans are down. The racing is boring and sometimes downright stupid. You have a bunch of really, really whiny drivers who don't want to get don't mm. want to get down and dirty and race. They've got the "don't touch me, don't touch me" factor. Um, they you, think you that you have two options with these drivers. You have "don't touch me, stay away. This is my safe space." Right. Or you have the ones that will flat cut you off. Right. To gain the fifteenth spot. Right. Right. Not right. to win. Not yeah. for the lead. Right. For the fifteenth spot. Right. And it's. Come on, you know, it, it's Rubbin's racing. I'm going to bump you. I'm going to draft. I'm probably going to take you out if I have a chance. And I will pass in the grass. Yeah, well, you know, and that's... NASCAR's rules, they've almost ruled themselves to the point to where it's not fun. In the points, can we... Turn, oh. Well, the point system is a joke. And if you look at, to, to compare sports, you take what NASCAR is right now to what the NFL is right now. And they literally have put so many barriers and so many safety aspects and all this that it's bland. It is. I'm not saying these drivers don't need to be safe. I'm not saying these players don't need to be safe. But you are entering a dangerous sport. Okay? You you don't hear <clears throat> UFC fighters, bullfighters, which I don't agree with, but still. You don't hear rodeo cowboys complaining because they get hurt because they know what they're signing up hockey players this week hockey player got slashed 
with a skate by accident from the top of his left eye to his bottom of his right ear. Like Scarface. Woo! Oh, okay. he'll wear that scar with pride. He from now gets on out. up and he's hurting and he's bleeding, but he walks to the locker room himself. Yeah. If that was Major League Football, they'd have cried and, and rolled around. Open up the arena and fly a, yeah. a, a medevac in yeah. there yeah. to get him out. Yeah. Don't touch him. He gets up on his own wheel. Well, see, I've heard a solution to that problem with the NFL. Take the pads and the helmets off of them. Completely. They can't hit each other as hard right. if they're going to hit flesh. Right. I mean, you're you're looking that we've almost engineered superhumans to play this game. Well, and, and, and that's the same way with NASCAR. Yeah. Is is the guys that are that are dirty, that are dirt dirty. Well, you're not really hurt, so I'm going to spin you out at 200 miles per hour in, in four wide, right 17 on. cars deep. Yeah. Okay, I mean, honestly, Ron Newman's wreck was probably one of the worst I've seen in years. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah. Well, and the big thing you're worried about, too, is fan safety. Because, I mean, and it looked like the catch fence did a real good catch job. Catch fence did a real good job. Did a real good job. Um, you know, you don't want, I and, remember and, the time when, uh, I think it was Ernie Irvin's hood, yeah. ended, up in the, ended up in the crowd and yeah. it hurt some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusty Scarlet went, like, almost into the crowd. Yeah, there was a couple of them that went in. Uh, I think it was a Bodine car that, yeah. Came apart and went with him in the crowd, but you know, and I, I wish the best for NASCAR, and I wish they need an icon again. Uh, they've, in my opinion, and this is my little monkey brain opinion here alone, they tried to manufacture one a few years ago. Um, I'll not go into what color or paint job or you know home improvement center uh, sponsored this car, uh, but. Uh, and, and it may not be, but it t- seemed to me that they tried to manufacture, they tried to manufacture a, a champion and a, and a hero, and it kind of it kind of bit him in the butt. That particular person was almost anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. They yeah. once again, like, well, like what really surprised Jr., me, they tried to make him what he wasn't. Right. Well, what really surprised me is good as a racer Jeff Gordon was, and and the rivalry between. That seemed to be an on-track rivalry between senior and junior, which actually wasn't. Was almost manufactured. Everybody knows there's rumors of them actually being good buddies and things like that. But they were two different style racers. You know, Gordon came from open wheel, came from uh, from outlaw cars and midgets and things like that that didn't race the same way you did. And, and little yes, people. No, 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 no. You can still call the little cars <laughs> midget cars because that's what they're called. It has no reference to anyone's they're, size. They're little cars. Anyway, they're just little cars. Little cars. Yeah. See, and that's the problem. I think that we're getting well. We'll get in. That's another thing about getting too PC and <laughs> damn right. You know. NASCAR's losing the lug nuts. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Well, they're going to a union nut. Oh. And oh, he just that. Uh, cars do have four nuts. No, just one per wheel. Oh well, but hey, I I mean, it might as well just be open wheel or Indy. Well, or I, and I think I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all because. Scientifically, it's going to make a better running car that grips the track better when you go to a 20-inch wheel. They're going to 20s? Yeah, they're 18-inch wheel. 18-inch wheel. Oh, dubs! Yeah, well, no, they're going lower-profile tires and wider things, so you don't have as much Oh, movement. so they're basically going to end your open wheel? No. Because Are they going to put headlights and windshield wipers next? Oh, shut up. <laughs> hey, I, I think did. they should. I think you should have to go get them off the car lot and race. Oh, dude, you know that. You yeah. Know, I, you yep. tell me to do Yep. I mean, I, that's why I think you, you put a real Mustang... And a real Camaro and a real Challenger out there. There's a Challenger. Dodge is no longer. Well, I'm not. If they can. Put the Supra. I'm not a. Yeah, that's what Toyota's running. Yeah, that's a BMW. I don't need the skin of it. It's got a BMW engine and transmission. Do you not know that? What? The Toyota Supra is powered by BMW. Think different. No, wait, that's not BMW. Wayne Brady. That is the dumbest (laughs) thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's it's completely designed in development with BMW. It basically has almost the same engine as the uh, M4. I think it is. Alex Trebek, uh, that is the dumbest thing I've heard. I, I was not pleased. They, they got rid of that. I mean, of course, the 2JZ, which was the master super engine. Is that a new rapper coming out of the west side? No. NJZ? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've actually went 34 minutes with this, guys. You want to take a break and we'll come back? I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you. Meow. Meow. And we're back. All right, we had a little break there, and we 
came back to do some more recording here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Did you just notice? We just had a little break there. Why are you talking like that? You said, I had a little break there. You said, I there. Oh, the old country is coming back. The old country. <coughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about now. And watching him write your cue cards, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, to get back on point to end and go to our next uh, next subject or anything next like what? that. We can, next what? You know. Oh, God. Just leave me alone. NASCAR oh. needs work. I think. I don't think it'll ever get back to what it was around 99 at the height of it. One, you know, and it had a big up spike after Senior's death for a little bit. People wanted to see what Junior's going to do. And I, I just don't think it'll ever get back to that, but I think they can save themselves. They need to go back to their roots, in my opinion. They need to go back to more short tracks. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I think, to me, if you ran nothing but mile tracks and then super speedways, I wouldn't have anything. I, I would be no problem. Take take a, right a mile and under, out. a mile and under, and then super speedways. You know, I, I'm not a big fan. I've never been a big fan of the mile and a half cookie cutter speedways, as I call them. You know, and there's a bunch of them there. You know, you got Charlotte and you got Kansas, not is it Kansas, and then um, huh? um, Chicago and Kentucky, and Texas are all these. To me, they're just they're what mostly a lot of them are fuel mileage tracks, and sometimes they're a handling track. I, I used to like the old Atlanta. We're talking way back in the 80s. Yeah. Configuration of Atlanta before they flipped over and made them running yeah. out. Yeah, to me, uh, that's the way I like. Tell you, if you, if you want to get a taste of what the old tracks were like, Hulu, the show abandoned, and look up the, that that episode. Yeah, it's abandoned. Uh, yeah. Show abandoned on about uh, Wilkesboro. Yeah, about Wilkesboro and like a bunch of other ones. I'm telling you right, man. If you want to go watch a race, go to Darlington. That is, that was my first race. To ever go to see it live, yeah, 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 yeah. And go, man, it's it's still old school racing like it was. Now Darlington's a good size. It was right. really what they considered the first super speedway. Really, but it's it's awesome. I mean, it's beating and bagging and earning your stripe and door to door, you know, unrestricted. That's what it needs to go back to. You know, I mean, it's it's a cool it's a cool track. Robin's racing boys. It's a cool Amen. track. I love Darlington, uh, Bristol. The people love Bristol. They love the, the, the short track racing at Bristol. I never was a Bristol fan per se, uh, but it's good racing. I mean, it's it's door handle, door handle, 43 cars shoved in a cereal bowl. Yes, you know, please. It's, you know, I'm, you know, and that's, that's good. That's the for, only one I've been. That's good for the sport. Yeah, I, I just, I think a lot of times in the middle of the season, they get dulled down by some of these tracks. I've uh, seen 43 cars shoved in a cereal bowl before. Yeah. I want to talk about your Hot Wheels and your cereal. How much did you pay for cover? <laughs> Anyways, my next thing I want to bring up is um, as the weather changes, and being the motorcycle enthusiast that I am, uh, it's going to be riding season. It's going to be riding season. So watch out for bikes. They're yes, out please. there. Please do not be hitting me or anyone else I know or anyone I don't know on a motorcycle, for crying out loud. Or hit Bill when he's not on his motorcycle with your fist. <laughs> That's okay, but not when he's on his motorcycle. <coughs> it's just a hard Says is the man who uh, can't ride a motorcycle. Yeah, so anyways. Uh, so, it's a man. And, and from a man, it's, be, be honest, be honest, make fun of me. It's not allowed to own a motorcycle. You're prohibited by the wife from owning a yes. motorcycle. If I get a motorcycle, I get divorce papers. And you yeah, know what? 23 yeah. years, I've got too much invested. Yeah, you got so I need a motorcycle. You got the ma. <laughs> you got a house full of kids. That's, so. that's enough. <laughs> that's enough commitment for one lifetime. Just get a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but the big thing I want to bring up is, of course, because I'm all about promoting West Virginia and because I love my state, is the Talon, which is uh, Route 60 from Gully Bridge to Heiko. It has now been profiled in the uh, Wild, Ride, Wild Rides map or something like that. Uh, it is a great ride. Anywhere up through there is a great place to ride in West Virginia and you can stop in and get your Talon swag at a couple places you can earn your patch or earn your sticker for riding Talon. That's cool. Also with that, we, they are now promoting, the same gentleman who promoted the Talon is now promoting uh, State Route 34 North from Red House. Just outside of Eleanor to Kenna, West Virginia, as the Ridge. What? 
Yeah, it is. Now you can order your, you'll be able to earn your ridge patch or sticker by riding the ridge. Okay. Uh, there's also a, um, a loop called the Ridge Runners Loop that goes uh, across 34 to Kenna, uh, down through Ripley, uh, back down across through Millwood to Mount Alto, down through Mason to Point Pleasant, back up 62, through Buffalo, back to Red House. So that would be the Ridge Runners Loop. This will be uh, put on the, the Wild Brides map and put on some maps as a, as a, a riding loop. It's a good all-day ride to do that. Uh, the ridge is about 21, 22 miles. And the last time I tried to count, I counted over 251 curves in that stretch of road. It's not a learner's road. If you're just learning to ride a motorcycle, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Uh, it's it's not it's beautiful. It's got some beautiful ride. It's a beautiful ride out there along that ridge But it's got some places that if you're not Really really ready to ride that many curves that across that ridge you will you can't get yourself hurt and experienced riders have went down many times on it. Uh, But it is a great ride. So I wanted to I wanted to promote that That's, this this riding season That is cool anybody out of state or anybody around the world that wants to come to West Virginia and ride we have thousands of miles of rideable roads. We have a beautiful state. I challenge any other state to give you some of the views we have from Sun and Water Roads. Yeah. Uh, the uh, federal money and the state government is working hard to fix a lot of these roads, and I know they've caught a lot of crap about it, but um, all states have potholes, and everybody complains about their roads, but West Virginia is working really hard on a lot of them. I've found roads I never knew existed that are beautiful, beautiful roads now that are perfectly freshly paved. And I just can't wait to get my bike on and tear them up this year. Absolutely. So it's going to be great. I want to bring that up there, buddy. And that, that leads me to another thing. And this is where I get political. I am a 31-year veteran of a volunteer fire department. I have ran uh, different kind of vehicle accidents. And I'm a firm believer in the seatbelt law because I've seen what seatbelts what not having seatbelts can make you in a BB in a paint can and sling you around the side of a vehicle. I have no problem with that. I think you should wear a seatbelt everywhere you go. But that, you know, with that being said, I am also against it being mandatory to wear a helmet. Now, that saying that, I, I wear a helmet. Everywhere I ride a motorcycle skinner, you know that I don't go anywhere without a helmet when I'm on the bike. You know, because that's for my personal safety. And if anybody on my motorcycle... They wear a helmet. I don't go without one. The problem I have is government overreach and telling me that I have to. The only person that is hurting, that I'm hurting by not wearing my helmet if I would happen to crash, is me. Now, there's numbers that say, yeah, you're more survivable with a helmet. Anybody would know that. That's like, you know, if I don't wear gloves and grab a hold of sheet metal, I'm probably going to get my fingers cut. But... You know, it's not mandatory that I wear gloves and then if I, I get the stupid reaction when I cut my hands in the sheet metal. But I don't have, I don't want the government telling me I have to. Um, that is a personal choice. Uh, uh, some other surrounding states, Ohio, doesn't require a helmet. Um, they allow you to ride without one. You know, I, I think it's a personal choice item thing. But I am, you know, I think that we should, you know, stand up for ourselves sometimes because as I heard someone on a, a YouTube channel today say, and he did a long story about it, but today it's helmet requirements. Tomorrow it's riding gear requirements. After that it's airbag requirements or airbag vest requirements. After that it becomes cutting down horsepower requirements. After that it becomes outlawing motorcycle requirements. Because everybody knows the government loves to get bigger. And they love to stick their nose up your butt. And they do it all in the name of safety, which is, that's a great cover for government infringement on my rights. You know, and I could really go off on a tangent and be on this thing for hours on government infringement of my rights, but I'm kind of staying off of that. But this just goes yeah. right to the motorcycle enthusiast thing straight. Wear your helmet. It's a safe thing to do. You won't die. I mean, well, I'm not saying <laughs> you won't die. you got less chance of dying. Or actually, what you're looking at more is you've got less chances of, of head injuries to cause long-term effects right well, and let's be honest we don't ride motorcycles because it's the safest vehicle <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't twist that throttle going oh i'm really safe right now right. yeah because i'm looking at you know anywhere from two thousand pound to eighty thousand pound vehicles around me that can squash me like a bug and i'm on a 700 800 pound motorcycle going yeah between me and the bike most that's only about thousand twelve hundred pounds i'm pretty sure they can kill me oh yeah 
whether I got a helmet or not. I mean, there's also arguments against helmets that the added weight to the neck can cause spinal neck injuries, C-spine injuries, you know, because you've got so much weight on your neck and head. You know, it's proven fact that, yes, hitting your tater on the blacktop with a helmet on is probably going to be less impact to you than hitting your tater without a helmet on. You know, you're probably going to end up with more, but you know, injuries happen. Where nobody gets out alive, y'all. I mean, once you're born, you start counting down time to your death. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yep, we'll just be like me and don't ride a motorcycle. Just well, two see, options. But see, okay, well, we'll not get into that. Because that apathy about that will put that to the point to where there won't be. Oh. Okay, let's go to, you know, anything. Guns. Well, no, no, never no, mind. Stop. Let's stop no, right stop. now because I will go flat off me on that. Me too. All right, all right, guys. <laughs> so that's the last thing I've got. The special thing we have here tonight, and we're gonna we're gonna pause for a minute and come back, and uh, but uh, we'll get back to you in just a few minutes, y'all. That's a little thing I wanted to be wanted to do. I wanted to go over. Be careful out there on the motorcycles. Be careful when you're driving your vehicles or anything. If you're at work, uh, they're not real visible. And riders, for crying out loud, people, you got sense. Ride like you got some smarts. If you're up next to a truck who's got limited visibility and he's 60 feet from you away up a trailer. And, yeah. he can't, and you're behind him, don't ride on this bumper. He can't see you. My dad was a truck driver, and that's one thing he hated about motorcycles is you could lose them so easily. They were there, they were gone. And you don't know when he's trying to change lanes or make a turn or, you know, anything, he can't see you. And, and so, you know, it's as much the rider's responsibility as it is everybody else's, but people in vehicles stay off your blasted phone. Yes. And pay attention I'm to motorcycles out there. People ask, well, you know, I had a guy last year, and this is a true story. I'm at Stokes, and I park at Stokes. I always ride to Stokes, park the bike, get off, get a do, get ready to go on a ride, get fuel. And my bike's loud. Of course my bike's loud. And oh, no, I, there's, there's a dad in the car. He's in one of the little SUV cookie cutter things that all the people have with like 2.5 kids and, <laughs> and people that gagged and destroyed cars. And he's got the window down. And this guy is gutsy enough to say, I don't see why a bike's got to be that loud. Well, he just happened well, to say that. Say he just happened to say that in front of the wrong guy. I said, sir, let me explain to you something while a lot of the pipes are loud. When you got your car windows up and your air conditioner on and your kids are screaming in your ear and the radio's on and you're driving down the road trying to get somewhere, trying to get to a, a game or school or work, I said, can you hear my motorcycle coming upside down? I said, look down the front of the motorcycle in your mirror. It's two feet wide. <laughs> At 30 yards behind you or on your rear bumper, you're not seeing that motorcycle. But if you can hear that loud brap of them pipes, I said, I have personally saved my own life and my wife's life, life, as well as probably 30 other riders behind me by having loud pipes. I had a driver that could not see 30 motorcycles in their rear rear mirror. And because I got right beside her and grabbed the clutch and matted the throttle, it woke her up. And I said, let me explain to you that you are in a vehicle that is meant for silence of the road and comfort. You're in your own little capsule with a safety cage around you and you're protected from the environment that includes sounds of the road. You're not looking <laughs> in your mirror. And most airborne viruses. You know, I said, you're not looking <laughs> in, your, in your mirrors as much as you should. You're looking out because you've got to worry about your family and you're watching the road to make sure you don't hit anything. And you're watching the kids to make sure they're not choking on something. You make sure they're in their seatbelts. They're not fighting with each other. They're not making a mess in the car. They're not spilling their food. They're not screaming at you all the time. My motorcycle pipes make sure you know I'm there. And when he pulled out, he said, sir, thank you. I've never had anyone explain that to me that way. I said, it's a true fact that loud pipes save lives. And I'm standing here right here today for two times. That's happened to me. And I can prove it, you know. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's awesome. All right, y'all. Well, uh, we're going to take a break here for a few minutes, and we'll be back. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we had a little change in the plan this evening. Um, my guests, both Skinner and Breeder, had to leave. Uh, something came up with the family, and family first. We take care of that first. So it'll just be me here with you for a little while, and I'm going to wrap the show up and uh, thank everyone that listened. Um, I hope this one was uh, good or better, as good or better than any of the other ones we've had. I appreciate the listeners out there. I would also like anyone who has feedback, because apparently the uh, smartest guy I know Facebook page that I added to my page 
is not working correctly. So if you listen and you're a friend of mine or if you want to add me on Facebook, send me a message on Facebook, Bill Martin on Facebook, um, to um, give me some suggestions for shows, give me some ideas, um, you know, criticisms, you know, critique. Uh, you know, you don't have to be too harsh, but if you do, that's your, that's your right. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. If you do and you got some ideas, let me know. I, uh, I'm very thankful for being able to do this podcast. Uh, I'm not always uh, 100% about getting started, but it seems like when we're, uh, when we're in the middle of we have a good time. I've had some good guests on here. Uh, if anyone would like to uh, be a guest and have something they'd like to go over, if you have charitable events or uh, anything like that coming up that you would like announced, because we do re- normally record on Sunday and publish it Sunday night, so if you have something coming up and you'd like to let me know what I can mention it on the podcast, that's fine. Let me know. Uh, I do have some things. We have a uh, spaghetti dinner, the Brothers in Blue River Valley Chapter. Uh, the Charleston, Huntington area River Valley Chapter of the Brothers in Blue is having a benefit spaghetti dinner at Buffalo Volunteer Fire Department on uh, the 29th of March to uh, raise some money for a couple brothers who are going through some rough time with medical emergencies and other things. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the cost right now of the spaghetti dinner, but it will be from noon until 5, March 29th. We also have May 2nd, the Mad Fest at Rodenauer Park in Nitro. That will be coming up with a bunch of bands and artists and performers and uh, neat things going on that day on Mental Health Awareness Day, uh, the May the 2nd of this year. I think it's going to be a great thing to raise awareness about mental health issues and uh, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, suffering from seasonal depression and other anxiety problems, I think this is a great thing. We all have, sometimes we have things we can't deal with and we need someone else. So if you're uh, uh, not doing anything and like to come out May 2nd, come out and enjoy some really great bands. And this is not all metalheads. There's some country bands, a bluegrass band, uh, a lot of co- some cover bands, and, and, and some good music going to be played. If it's not your cup of tea for one band, wait around for the next one. It may be something completely different. So uh, come out to Mad Festa on May 2nd. I'm trying to think of anything else coming up right now. I'm not really sure. Um, but, you know, uh, as to put this out there for a night, I'm going to publish this and uh, let everybody, you know, see what they think of it. But things are going to be a little different as summer comes along. We'll be riding more. We may do one from the road. I have the capability of doing a recording of a podcast on the road, so we may be doing that. And I would like to get some other guests in here. I am planning on some live musical guests to come in and sit down and play for us, and we'll interview those guys and uh, get them out there. Um, But thank you for listening, and uh, y'all have a good night, and we'll see you next week.